Hey, what's up and welcome to the Flatland BMX Podcast. This is Scott O'Brien. Today we are going to flip the script. Terry Adams has five questions for me, so I'm going to get him on the line right now. And he wants to ask me some questions. I have no clue what he's going to ask or where this whole thing is going to go. So I'm looking forward to it. Stay tuned. Let me get this dude on the phone right now. Yo, thanks for tuning in. Scott O'Brien. Hey, Terry Adams. How's it going today, buddy? It's going good, man. Uh, first off, thanks for letting me on here to ask you five questions. Yeah, yeah, man. So basically, uh, I just was listening to the five questions that you did with me and was just laying on the couch and was like, man, I got five questions for this guy and just figure I'd rattle, rattle them off real quick and, uh, and see what you had to say. Okay. Hit me up, dude. What's the sitch? What do we got going on, buddy? All right. All right. First off, thanks for letting me do this. Uh, I'm new to interviewing people, so uh, thank you. <laughs> no, man, I'm excited about it, dude. Really stoked to uh, th- that you wanted to do it. Um, and um, I think this podcast thing's going good. So uh, I have a few other guys lined up. It's just taking a little time for us to get together and uh, and our schedules to match up. But uh, soon, I'll be popping out well, some more real soon. Nice. Well, the the E from Catlaw one, I really was into. I was like, ear was glued to the uh, glued to the awesome, thing, dude. So. So what you got for me, dude? Uh, Hit me up with some questions. Five questions. Uh, flip the script. I right, call, there's, there's, there's I'm super calling quick. this there's one Flip the quick. Script, by the way. This is called Flip the Script. All right. All right. Well, they're, they're super quick, right. so uh didn't take too much time. All right. Who's the decade king and why? Um, the decade king is John Yall. And why? Because he probably does about – I'm going to guess we're probably about 20 decades that no one else in the world can do. So, and that's right. why he's right. a decade king. So no one else, no one else. Yeah, it's, it's not even close, dude. It's not even, it's not even close. And, uh, and, and it's just amazing what the man has done at his age with a full-time job and raising a family and, and that he just has sacrificed his body, his time, his mind and just went after it. And for that, I have a lot of respect for him because, um, because of that situation that, you know, he's, he's working for every day, you know? So, and he goes out and he does it. And, um, and then he does these, he does it without breaks. It's a lot of foot jam stuff and like roll aids this last one on master of creativity with the roll aid stuff, like just John, yo hands down, like it's not even close. And, and, uh, and, no uh, and, just all due respect to the dude, like in so many ways. Yeah, no, I got, I got to agree with you that, that watching him, like you can't not just watch, like when you see that thing pass across Instagram or Facebook, you can't just watch it one time. You got to like watch it a couple of times because everything happens so fast and so quick and everything's like so technical. It's kind of hard to catch. So yep. uh, I, I, I completely uh, agree with you. There's, there's no one, no one that can touch him. All right. Second question. What's your favorite Flatland era and Flatland BMX and why? Ooh. Holy shit. Um, that's, that's a loaded question. Um, I, I would have to say, because there's so many eras, I've been involved in all of the areas with, eras with the exception of maybe the inception with the, when, when they were doing like endos on the curbs and stuff like that. Um, so yeah. I slightly came out, but I've been in every era of Flatland. Um, I think for me, it was pr- prior to when you got into riding Flatland, which would be um, 
when, when Kevin Jones, like you guys came in on Dorkin, like after me, like my Dorkin stuff is more like before chase. So, and like the first time that I saw like a backpacker and a hitchhiker by Kevin Jones on VHS tape, like for me, that yeah. era was probably, you know, the, that rolling era of wow, that's possible. Didn't know, you know, um, and it was kind yeah, of moving yeah. away from that traditional like AFA stuff where we all wore the same leathers and uniforms and like, you know, all of that stuff. So it kind of, that, that era for me was the best. Um, and, and I hate to just use Kevin Jones because there were so many other people that contributed to that era. And I can't sit here and go through them all, but it was before chase. It was the era before chase. It was the Kevin Jones era, but there were, there were other riders that contributed at that time. It was not just Kevin. So, and I'd probably have to sit down and talk to a guy like Rodney Williams or Ephraim Catlow on like who some of those other riders were. But, but that era was like amazing. Like to, for visually see when I first saw the backpacker and the hitchhiker with my eyes on the VHS tape, when I first witnessed that, the only other time I had that feeling was when I saw Marty Quopa a uh, pedal time machine on top of, of the, of the bike. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like that era is the one that like, but that's the only time I've ever had those feelings. Like, Holy smokes. Like that's possible. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now that's all right. So, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's the era after, after the guys were wearing the full face, uh, wearing that, like the, the, the full helmets uh, on, yeah, at the AFA contest, and it was yeah. when people started to like you know dress the way they wanted to dress with like Vision Street wear and all that stuff. Yeah, like that era, and uh, uh, yep, and that that's the era. Like, cause you know Kevin Jones and the and those and that crew of Mark Eaton and those guys, they rode street too. You know, yeah, I mean, a lot of people yeah. don't know that. So when we moved from that traditional stuff into into the era of Kevin Jones, what I would call some people may call that what they call that mid school. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but that's the era I'm talking about. Before Chase, before this whole, like, you know, the Chase thing that went down, that stuff before it, in between those two. Now, I do like all the other eras, but you asked me for my favorite, and that's my favorite. Yeah. All right, Mike. That's fair enough. All right. All right. Uh, Thank you, Mike. Next, next question. It's a little bit of a silly question. Uh, the, the Rock or Matthew McConaughey? Man, what, what are you trying to do to me? I know that you love those two dudes, so I'm like, man, like, what? What's he feeling right now? You got um, you got to choose one. You got to choose one. I know they're both great guys and everything, but you got you got a good one. Oh my goodness, dude, dude! I, I, I'm sorry, bro, but I'm going Matthew McConaughey. He's just oh, a, he delivers it, dude. He delivers it. I'm calling Dwayne, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm not mad at you. I'm not <laughs> mad at you, and I wouldn't be mad at me. But dude, Matthew McConaughey, dude, come on, man. He makes a. He makes a car commercial look amazing. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, you're right. You're right with those Lincolns. You're right. And then, and then you see the last commercial with, like, tur Wild Turkey Whiskey. Like, I would never want to drink Wild Turkey. After mm -hmm. I watched him in that commercial, I was like, dude, I'm dying for Wild Turkey. I, like, he, can, he can sell a product. You're I right. I mean, the way he wiggled his fingers on that beach, dude. I mean, come on, dude. Who does that? you want to drive a lincoln right yeah i want to drive a lincoln and drink whiskey but not at the same time nice okay all right moving on moving on, <laughs> all right. Move on. I, I had no clue who you who you were gonna pick so i know you love both those guys uh right. all right uh most impressive trick you've ever seen on a bmx bike it doesn't have to be flatland it, it 
books, whatever, you know, whatever has impressed you most? Um, that's a great question, man. I, and I, and that you're hitting me with it. It's like, really, I don't know if it's going to be super honest because like, I just, I, I, I cause I'd, I would really kind of need time to really think about it, but I, I would probably have to say like for me, um, like, I mean, it's going to have to go to like most impressive trick. I'm biased to flatland BMX, but I rode street dirt vert and all that stuff. Um, but you know, I mean, definitely like when I saw Matt Hoffman do the 900 no hander, mm-hmm. um, like, I think that that was probably one of the most impressive things and really the most impressive trick. And I, I guess this kind of led to it is, it's really when Matt Hoffman aired out being pulled by a motorbike and okay. he aired out like whatever, like, and he was what six stories high in the air. You know? Yeah. It kind of, so, it kind of, it kind of broke the ground for everyone to, to say yeah. any, anything's possible, whether it's, you know, ramps yeah. Or and and there's, there's been moments like that all throughout BMX with there's been moments of possibilities and Matt Hoffman's had those moments and Dave Mears had those moments and, and all these different riders have had those moments. Flatland, we've had those moments like, oh, my God, there's possibilities. So there could be several. But I'd have to just go to Matt Hoffman and just because I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Matt Hoffman kind of guy. So I like it, mate. I like it. Yeah, mate. I, I'm glad you like it. Yeah. So the next question, all right, is uh, I, you'll, you'll probably be more uh, zoned in on this one because uh, you, this is more uh, directed towards you. Favorite contest memory from being an MC on the floor? Because I, I, I know you've been on the floor of so many contests uh, around the world th- throughout the years. And it's for us to be out there is one thing, like, you know, pulling our tricks, but to have you out there on the floor to like share those moments with us. What's like a moment that has stuck out to you more than any moment of being on the contest floor? Which contest was it? Which battle was it? Which rider was it? And what, what, what did it feel like? Oh, wow. Wow. Um, there's been so many. And like I've told people, like when I MC a contest, like it's cool because I always make the finals. You know <laughs> what I mean? So like I'm always like I'm always in the finals, you know, but it's for me, man, like, I, you know, I've had a lot of really great moments. Um, and and I think that, you know, it's really about the rider. I always try to just highlight the rider. But for me, there was a moment that I realized, like, how special Flatland was. And that moment was flat ground mm-hmm. in Amsterdam. And I mm-hmm. think that date was in 2005, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was probably 4,000, 5,000 people there. It was um, on MTV. And York Uno was doing this trick kind of relatively new to the scene where he was turbining this cross-footed deal. Like, yeah. I don't know. You know how I am with the names of tricks. Anyway, so it was awesome. I I was emotional about it. I took my jacket off and I was slapping the floor and people were going crazy. And I was like kind of new to emceeing. Like it was, I was maybe like a year into like actually emceeing it. And at that moment I realized like, man, dude, like I can really push the riders and really highlight what they're doing. And, and that, and that particular contest was absolutely amazing. And it just showed so much of the potential of flatland bmx and and i think that that might be one of my favorite moments with me in york i actually got some pictures of it as well and and it and it just kind of, it kind of i think it kind of like pushed me into like really like saying like man you can do so much with this like get out there and do it 
Yeah, that was that the green Adidas jacket that you were doing that with? Yeah, it was. It was the green Adidas jacket. I got yeah. a lot of Adidas swag that on that trip. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I wasn't there, but I remember seeing you slapping that thing on the floor, and I know exactly which trick you're talking about. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, yeah, man. Dude, so, that, those were my five questions, and uh, dude, uh, thanks for having me back on to ask you some stuff. Yeah, man, it's awesome. I'm glad uh, we did this today. And for anybody like want to know what's going on out there with the podcast, um, I do have some riders lined up. We just have to uh, get on the phone at the same time. Uh, we're going to get some more podcasts pushed out and just kind of uh, expose the world of Flatland BMX to everyone and uh, just excited about it. Dude, in the background, I can hear like a, a bird or a hawk. Yeah, Are yeah. You, uh, you know I'm out in the country, dog. Yeah, you, you way out there in that country, huh, son? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah so um, any, anything else, dude? You want to talk about? I mean, we got like a couple more minnows. Yeah, I mean, if you if you want to minnow it out, I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what the if hell is minnows? If if you want to minnow it out, um, I, I guess I guess the 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 next question would be, uh, and I don't mind I don't mind saying this uh, and are asking you this because uh, we kind of just had this discussion this this morning it's a question that i get asked a lot as a u.s rider but uh in your opinion maybe a little bit controversial but um uh what what went wrong with 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 uh with the justin miller and why do you think uh the that that whole career slash just passion for riding ended so so quickly like what's your just thoughts on it well, I mean, I was around Justin quite a bit. We traveled together. I, I emceed for him in many competitions around the world. He stayed in my house, like in New Orleans area. He was very close and tied to you, yourself and, and myself. Um, first off, I think he was like one of the best competitors that ever touched a bike. Like, I just don't, I don't think anybody's even really still even, no disrespect to anyone out there, but not many people still have even come close to what he's done. The tricks that he would do, uh, that he made look easy was was so difficult, and to do them in a competition setting just blew my mind. But let's just get that out the way right now. What I think happened with Justin was I think Justin burnt out. I think Justin rode too much. I think Justin was way too much about Flatland at that time in his life. I think Justin need you need to be a more balanced person in life, and I think Justin just like went all in, and 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 like, and I just. In my opinion, I think he just burnt out, man. I just think that, that you know, when you're doing too much of anything is bad. And, and I think that you need balance in your life, dude. And, and I just don't think that maybe he had much of it. I mean, this guy's riding six, seven, sometimes 10 hours a day to practice for a contest, flying across the world, entering that contest, winning it, getting like 800 bucks, $1,000, and like, what he did was amazing, but like, you know, it's just, I, you know, so I, I don't know. I hope that people can understand what I'm saying. I just think balance is good in life. And I think Justin, while what he did on his BMX bike is historical, I think that he paid the price for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll just add that to say that I, you know, even I travel with him so much and such great friends with him. I was the hugest Justin fan because I had never seen anyone that was so dialed that when their foot would hit the peg, you could actually hear his, his feet hitting the pegs because they had hit the pegs so many times because he was so dialed. He, he could actually put his feet on the pegs faster. And when he would click the brake lever, you could actually like hear the brake lever snap right. because 
it wasn't a feather. He never feathered the break. He just snapped it. And every link he did kind of was like a gunshot. And I was just like the biggest fan of, of that style riding. And, and still today, I, I, I miss watching that. So let me just ask, let me pose this one question for you. I mean, and what you're talking about is precision, but let me just pose this one question for you. Mm-hmm. If you took a run from Justin Miller from like, let's just say 2008 or nine, mm-hmm. that exact run, don't you think he could win contests today with it? Dude, there's no question in my mind. So that. we're talking, we're talking a run that's, what are we in 2017? We're talking a run that's seven, eight years old. He could enter a contest today with that exact same run and win. Yeah, that, man. That, that, dude. And I'm being honest. I, I really don't think you can argue that. I, I don't think anyone can really argue that. He could take that run and win a contest today. And here we are seven to eight years later. That, yeah. that says a lot. I mean, if, if anyone has anything to say about that, they just hate and might. They just hate us. I don't yeah. like haters, mate. I really yeah. don't like them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's clear to say that the, the difficulty level and the amount of time that he had between links, like, he didn't, he didn't really, you know. I mean, and, and look, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting anyone riding today. I'm not. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, and, and let's be honest. Like, Moto Sasaki was doing one of Justin's tricks recently and try him in a competition. And Moto's like, you know this. Moto's one of my favorite riders, right? But, I mean, like, that's a trick that Justin would routinely do in competitions. Am I correct? He would do two-in-one combo. So he'd do two-in-one combo. Moto, one of the greatest riders of today. I mean, 100%, one of the best riders on planet Earth. He, he, he couldn't put that in his runs routinely like Justin did. So just, just think about that. Just be humble when you think about that. Don't be argumentative. Just be humble when you think about what Justin did in his runs and how, like, no one today can even do that kind of stuff. And that, he wouldn't do one he do two of them in one run yeah i mean did he did he smile when he won no was no. he like was he the happiest person when he rode well no but no. did he give no. a shit no no <laughs> no and i mean I, I, well i'll be bluntly honest like i hated that about justin like i told him that like justin you have to enjoy this more like you just want a contest like let people feel you like flatlands about energy and your energy you're giving off is is like bummer styles. Like you just won. Like you're the greatest competitor on earth, one of the best, if not the best. And you won a contest, and like no one can celebrate it with you because you're like bummer styles. Because once again, I just think Justin paid that price. And and uh, at the end of the day, like you know, sponsors didn't come rolling in because they just don't. And and he was probably bumming out on that and having to pay his own way and do things himself and. And um, at the end of the day, I think he just paid the price for it. And, uh, and I just yeah. still – I love the dude. I message him once in a while here and there, let him know I miss him, and he hits me back, and he's yeah. just – so. And just to be clear, everything that Scott is saying is just an observation. Notice he's saying, I think this is what happened, you know, because no one really can get inside of someone's head and knows why they stopped <laughs> riding or – or why, right. they, why they weren't smiling or why they weren't celebrating. So all this is just an observation of, like, what Scott thinks 
happen in the Justin Miller story. But uh, the reason I want to ask you is just because I get asked at pretty much every contest is like, what's up with Justin? And right. I, I had right. the say, same answer of, of like, man, I don't know. He wrote himself silly is the best answer I could give is like <laughs> he literally wrote himself uh, silly. And, and to be extremely clear about it all, like I 100% love the dude. Um, and I had a lot of great memories and spent a lot of time with him. And, and if, if he was to fly down to New Orleans right now, I would hang out with him for two weeks and it'd be a seamless deal. Like, I love him. I think he's a great guy. And I do wish the best for him. And right now, if everybody doesn't know, he's in the construction. He has his own construction business. He's working. He does roofs. He fixes houses. He owns a few rental properties. And that's what he does with his life right now. And, um, you know, he doesn't ride. So a lot of people ask that for me as well and no he doesn't ride and he just lives his life you know so. yeah and just to let everyone know he did pull his bike down and pump up his tires to see if he could still ride it and how long said, ago was that that was like a maybe a year and a half ago two years ago max and he sent me a clip of that and it was just like it like he hadn't really lost it you know muscle memory is a strange thing you it, he did those tricks so many times. If he wanted to get back on his bike, there's no doubt that he could do it. You know. Yeah. So he sent you a clip, right, through like a text message or something. Yeah, he sent me a clip of him riding in his barn, and he just, it just, it was just captioned, uh, "Pumped up the old tires to see if I still got it." Yeah. <laughs> what a teaser. So, but anyway, man, like, I guess the moral to that story is too much of anything is not good. Balance your life. Balance it out find other things to be involved in and, um, and definitely, you know, learn how to stay away from your bike a little bit and do other things in life, you know? So, yeah. Even if you drink too much water, mate, I think it could kill you. So, Hey, hey mate, I'm with you. If you talk Australian too much, it could be a bad thing, right? Well, that's what they're starting to tell me these days. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to tell everybody, we're going to give a big peace out to everyone. And, uh, I'll be back soon with another podcast. Um, uh, Got a few dudes on the block. I don't want to say any names, but uh, be looking out. So peace, everybody. Tell them goodbye, Terry. All right. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, everyone. Uh, uh, thank you. All right, man. Later. See you later, bud. All right, bye.